0: You've got a, a nice sort of streak of, like, Star hey, yeah. Trek-esque light leak kind of thing. Yeah, I don't mind that. If you're you happy like with it. Directed by JJ Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to talk about us today.
1: Hey. Everyone's favorite subject: talking about themselves. Not, yeah, right. Not talking about that. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we want to talk a little bit about uh, backgrounds and kind of how we met or how we got into photography. Yeah, maybe cover that first: how we got into photography, and then how how we met and how we started front from that.
0: Well, yeah, that would be the logical conclusion, wouldn't it?
1: So, so tell me then, Luke. Tell me about yourself. Tell me your background am i going
0: first okay so i got into photography other than like always buying little cheap point and shoot cameras when i was young i properly got into photography about eight years ago it was my 30th birthday and i was like i want a camera um and i want to but i want to i wanted to learn properly how to use a camera so i was like i want a Film camera went to, lived in London at the time. Oh, yeah, that was why I wanted a camera because I worked in Soho and used to go walking around on my lunch break and see loads of like weird and wonderful characters everywhere. And I thought it'd be really cool to like stop and talk to people and take their photo and stuff like that. That never really happened, but that's what made me want to get a camera spend my lunch breaks like productively so i got my leica re which is not a a good well it is a good camera but it's not a fancy leica it's a, a slr from about 92 or something like that but really really simple and it's all it had was had a really good light meter um and it had what you'd expect from a Leica, uh, you can set your shutter speed, you can set your aperture and you can, you know, put your eyes dial, your ISO in and that's it. So I didn't really know anything about photography, but through that, I learned like, this is how you balance the light basically, which was really good. And they used to take it everywhere. Just, it was really heavy. I've still got it. It didn't work properly anymore. And it would be cheaper to replace it than to, to fix it, which is a bit of a shame it's good for um like long exposures now it's kind of what I use it for basically because the shutter gets stuck open so it's kind of all it can be used for yeah it was cool just to walk around with and learn everything on and then I quickly got the kind of gear bug and was like well I like having this camera but I need a I need an SLR, a DSLR because I'll be able to learn more quickly, right? Like I have to wait and get my negatives developed and all that. Was there any photos
1: that you can remember taking on that camera that you,
0: you were, like, proud of? Yeah, best photos I've ever taken on that camera. <laughs> but uh, I've got photos up on my wall downstairs of the first roll of film I ever shot and one of the first photos I ever took, I'm like, I mean, it was pure fluke, but I was like, it's a really good photo. I've got a picture of my wife somewhere. I can't find it, actually. It's really annoying, but it's a really nice picture on Berwick Street in Soho. She's just looking really annoyed at me because immediately just turned into somebody who takes their camera everywhere and shoves it in people's faces all the time and then takes ages composing a shot. And whilst you're making somebody stand there posing for you in the street. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I need a need a digital camera so I bought a Canon and then kind of used to take both of them everywhere carry my digital camera around in my hand but then if there was something I was like that's a cool scene I'm going to kind of capture it on film as well and take then time to
1: compose the the photo so to speak
0: yeah so then I'd like get my digital get my Leica out my bag and then I was like, oh, I need something a little bit more portable. So then you start looking into like little mirrorless cameras and yeah, that kind of annoying desire to keep buying new things kind of cropped up for a little while. And then I was like, oh, I should really learn how to, you know, to shoot properly, I guess. But looking back on it, I, I did. I knew everything I needed to know, which is in, in terms of, you know, how how to work a camera really what I needed to do was probably just go out more and keep taking photos all the time and talk to other photographers but instead what I did was a b-tech and just spent two years learning how to do photoshop which isn't really what I wanted to do I wanted to do photography so it kind of killed my love for it for a bit and after that I didn't for a few years I didn't really um take any photos very I did a bit but just not very often Um, and I certainly didn't like I kind of stopped taking my camera with me everywhere
1: it's funny you say that because just going back to like the photoshop part which is in some ways what killed it for you or killed the passion part of it for you Mm. I was the same at college because I did photography college and I just got lumped on photoshop but that wasn't what I wanted to do I wanted to learn how to take photos not edit bad photos but to this day now, I, I can't really use Photoshop. I can use, I can I can do basic stuff with it, but the passion of trying to take a good photo first try is, regardless if it's on film or digital, you don't want to do much editing, do you? you? You know, you've got to. I think going back to to what you're saying when you started doing photography, you you had the passion to kind of learn how to use the camera and take a good photo, where a lot of people, myself included. I just assumed I was an expert. I was like, yeah, I can take a photo. I'll get a camera and go out and take photos. But if you wanted to learn how to take a good photo, that's good. But yeah, I mean, carry on from...
0: What, what it's just sort of made me think of was that like I don't have a problem with um, people who take photos and then edit it to destruction kind of thing in Photoshop and create something new. I think it's all photography. It's just that's not... I haven't got the patience to do that sort of thing. Also, that's kind of my job is like you know graphic design and stuff like that so in my free time I don't want to do that really yeah (laughs) so I can you know obviously I can use it I just I'd rather spend more time out taking photos than editing them afterwards I suppose I kind of miss that like beginners um not beginners luck although that first roll of film I shot
1: it's great but I was going to say that because if you uh, the reason I asked that question earlier is that you said you know you had some good photos off that first role mm. but i thought you was going to lead on to say you was only joking because i could tell you now my first role every single photo was fire but looking back on now they were all shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? like there wasn't a good photo on it yeah. but, um but yeah you had some good photos
0: I've definitely got some you know over time took some really bad ones but it's got some really nice compositions, I guess, like all it's all kind of by accident or was it by accident? I don't know. I thought I knew what I was doing and I've got some good photos. So, you know, it was the whole thing of not when you don't know everything about what you're doing and you haven't watched loads of YouTube videos and all this stuff, you kind of you just go out and do something. So like with photography, it just went out. I don't even know why I bought that camera
1: what appealed to you with photography to get into it like where did where did it come from did you have friends that did it or
0: always enjoyed it but I've never I'd never bought anything more than um a little you know like a point and shoot when I was when I was little I always used to have like disposable cameras and stuff like that and then buy go on holiday and buy a 35 mil or but I always used to buy stuff like that, but I was never really like into anything more than just sort of taking snaps and stuff like that. But I think it was that like walking around Soho every day going, This is, you know, it looks cool. And there was, I remember there was one guy walking along and he had a bright green suit and he was quite old and he just looked awesome. And I was like, he would be wicked to stop and take a photo of. And I remember that was when I was like, I'm gonna buy a camera and then one of my mates lived in um kind of near shoreditch and there was a shop there is a shop still called red dot cameras and they sell like secondhand and new likers so i went in there like they had all the you know like the m whatever's m6s and m3s and stuff (laughs) like that which are obviously quite expensive and a bit much for a beginner's camera they had this re that was like 200 quid or something and I thought well I'm getting it for my birthday and it's a decent you know it'd be nice to have something decent as well so might as well also I saw Ray Fines in there which is quite exciting Um, what I kind of miss is that real basic understanding and not knowing a lot about what I was doing but knowing enough to go out and just take photos without really thinking about it And then when I bought bought like a Canon D something 60 or whatever it's called. And now I had a digital camera and I could afford to just fire shots off all the time, spent a long time just playing with the settings and going, Oh, right. So when I open the aperture up, that's what it does. And when I right, okay, that makes sense. So it helps in that respect. And then I just used to walk around the streets just shoving cam not shoving a camera in people's faces that sounds a bit
1: just looking at things a bit differently to yeah yeah after an everyday life yeah
0: it sounds a bit aggressive but just taking photos on the street of people in a scenario well just normal street photography of a scenario that I thought was interesting looking and um not caring about the what people thought of me because i didn't realize i was doing a thing i didn't realize i was doing street photography i just thought i was wondering around with a camera in my hand and so well, was... that's that's the thing now though isn't it
1: like that's it's almost like an art form being like a, a certain type of street photographer because obviously street photography comes in lots of different kind of forms but mm. street photographers that are passionate about it they, they become ninjas don't they you know mm. they, they blend in
0: but when you don't know what you're doing Uh, or you don't realize that you're doing something it's quite like looking back on it it was really quite a thing to do just see people standing somewhere and be like and just not you know taking my time and taking photos and I had lots of people come up to me and say like what are you doing but not in a what are you doing but in a sort of oh what are you up to and I was like oh I'm just taking your photo uh is that all right and then you know sort of people would ask to see it or not but yeah I've got so many photos of people just kind of staring right into the camera with this like like this look on their face of like oh you've taken my photo and then moving on and if anyone had asked me to delete a picture I would have deleted it um but I wasn't sort of trying to hide what I was doing didn't, yeah, didn't take a photo properly for years. I shot a friend's wedding
1: and really enjoyed it. Bam. You enjoyed it? I've, see, I've done a couple of weddings and they were the most nerve-wracking I've ever been, taking, oh, yeah. taking photos. Because, you, yeah. you know, it's not like you can redo them the day after if they go tits up.
0: I was nervous and I did get somebody else I knew who was going to bring his camera as well. Um, but I did really enjoy doing it and it kind of made me go, oh, this is cool this is good fun and then I started um, working for this company and they wanted me to do loads of photo like photography for the company and um, I just thought this is great and again just started taking my camera everywhere with me again but then the whole kind of gear thing raised its head again and you're like oh I need a probably a smaller camera something that I can shove in my pocket and But just would buy like, you know, Ricoh 500G cheap little 35mm camera that fit in my coat pocket, started taking that everywhere. And then, yeah, just kind of, that's been the last couple of years, just shooting as often as possible and going through the whole. I think the longer that I do it, the more I hate every single photo I take at the moment. Um, it's
1: weird how you go through stages like that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely in one of them stages at the moment. But then I look stuff back on stuff I took a few months ago, and I'm like, oh, actually, it's quite good. That's all part of it, isn't it?
1: I think I think that's a big part of it. I was I was actually talking to someone on uh, Instagram today who sent us a message mm. who said, oh, I'm running out of photos. I'm gonna have to start looking through some of my older work. And I was like, yeah, that's amazing. Like that's that's I love doing that because what you thought was garbage one day look at the next day you think it's gold and you've taken it two years ago I think that's I think that's one of the beauties of photography how you can look back on it every time
0: really nice yeah I found some gig photos I took the other day and I just was like I never posted anything like that really and it was um I just used to go I'd either be playing a gig and I'd take my camera with me or go and watch bands and like, you know, small bands or whatever. And I take photos of them and just send them to them and go, there you go, do what you want with them. It's never really occurred to me that there's probably some decent stuff for Instagram or whatever in there. And I found one the other day and was like, wow, that's a really cool photo. So I should probably post some of them really. Go on then. So, how'd you get started?
1: Well, a little bit different to be fair. I, as you know, I've, I've skateboarded since I was a little kid. So, I've always been the younger one in my circle of friends when I was growing up. And I think it was because I skateboarded, we all hung around at the same park every day. You hang around with whoever's there. I just happened to be one of the younger ones. I had schoolmates that were there as well. But I was one of the first people to get a camera. And this was like before they were kind of like hugely mainstream. And I had like little DV video recorders. I got really into filming, Um, not so much photography. And then from that, it kind of evolved into photography um but I probably didn't pick up a camera well like properly pick up a camera thinking this is something I want to learn until I was um probably a year or so out from going to college because I remember at the time I was going to college uh well before I went to college I was finishing school and I didn't know what I wanted to pick for college um and I was going to do like bricklaying or something because at the time I was like you know, I'm, I need a career. Um, my, like my granddad owned a building company, so I just thought it was like natural. And then it was only like, you know, it was coming up to the deadline where you need to pick something to do. And I just remember, I was just like, well, I don't, I don't want to be a bricklayer. I mean, nothing against them. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, so I just picked three subjects that I was interested in and photography was one of them. I did photography, fine art and film. And, um, I actually did media studies, but I dropped out of that pretty quick. But that was only because I couldn't get to college on time. That's a whole other story. But yeah, so I dropped out of that and carried on doing art, photography, and film, which I loved. Um, and the first year was was amazing. It was, you know, I, I had the bug, so I wanted to go out and take photos. Um, and you know, I learned how to print film in a dark room I learned how to use photoshop I learned how to make a pinhole camera um, and then at the same time I got a job at a photography studio only only part-time I think I worked six hours on a Saturday and I think I did half a day in the week sometime and it was just you know a white backdrop photography studio people coming in to get whatever family portraits whatever it was but I swear I learned more in a couple of months there that I did at college and then I remember uh, the second the third year I was in college um or whatever year it was I ended up doing a night course because I dropped out of doing art at college so I could concentrate on film and photography but I left that studio I was working in and got a job at Venture Portraits I don't know if you've heard of mm-hmm. them Pretty sure they're still going. I'm not too sure. Um, I know it's like a franchise business, um, but I got a job working at venture portraits. But I was actually doing sales. But I wanted to be a photographer. I wanted to work in the studio. Every chance I got, I'd go into the studio. And then, yeah, I remember the job. A job came up to, to be a photographer, but my boss at the time said I couldn't do it because I was the only one on like the sales team. So I remember I just I handed him a notice. Pretty much a couple of weeks later. And then ended up worked in retail, and then ended up going into more of a office based sales role. So that's where I kind of kind of had a couple of years out, if you know what I mean. But again, I've always skateboarded I've, since I was a kid. I've always skateboarded. So like the the artistic side of that has always appealed. And you know, working in the studios, um, I was fortunate enough to be in a position where I could borrow the the studio gear. I, I probably can't even do that nowadays. But yeah, I think I had the same as you. I think I had a Canon. D60 or whatever. It was. I, I, do you know what? I can't even remember. Like I said earlier, I just assumed that I was an amazing photographer, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be a famous skateboard photographer, filmer. I'm going to go on tour, travel." But then, as you get a bit older, you kind of realise that I was quite happy doing photography and film just as a hobby. Do you know what I mean? I just enjoyed doing it. Then you turn eighteen, and then you start going out, drinking, going to gigs, whatever it might be. And photography kind of took a bit of a backseat. Not just photography, it was more photography and, and film. But similar to you, I, I started off in kind of like digital photography. I, I had point and shoots, film, film cameras that I would just snap of me and my friends doing whatever we were doing at the park. Probably filming our own version of Jackass at the time or whatever it was. And I used to make skate videos all the time. Remember, like me and me and a couple of friends at the time would would just literally film as much footage as you can and would put out a video just for us and friends. Basically, it was never going to go anywhere. Then picked up photography again, probably around the sort of time that we met, which was when we worked together. So I don't know if that's a good little transition to go into how we met.
0: So how did we meet Comic Con?
1: Yeah, we didn't meet at a Comic Con. Sh- well, we did actually meet at a Comic Con show, but we we, we you ready? well you you worked for Comic Con. And it was my first, well, and obviously I got a job working at Comic-Con, and uh,
0: yeah, we met through that, didn't we? So that was your first day at Comic-Con, was
1: coming to Comic-Con? My first day at Comic-Con was the London Comic-Con show at the Excel Centre, right. which, was, which was pretty insane. I even brought Vicky, my girlfriend, like yeah. she came with me on my first day. I got encouraged to do that. I don't think I actually did any work. I just, it was more of a meet and greet. Mm. It just so sort of happened to fall on the day that I started was the London show. Um, Had you been and then, Never been, never been. The, what I knew of Comic-Con was pool, you know, the film pool. That's what I assumed. I just assumed, I just thought it was in New York or San Diego. That's, mm. that's all I knew. I thought you were going um, to say, oh, "What's that terrible program?" Big Bang Theory. Big Bang. Oh no, no, it's just just um, yeah. I just I only knew it from what I'd kind of seen in films. Mm. Um, but yeah, as soon as you get there, you just realise that there's a huge community. Like, well, you know, how many people did we have go to the shows? Like hundreds of thousands.
0: Over the should be about hundred thousand over three days or whatever it was. Yeah, but it was yeah. crazy. Oh, it was a great thing to do. When we were working there, that was totally in my like dip of not taking any photos ever. And well, I was
1: I was taking photos at the show. Right. And making little videos and whatnot. But again, I didn't tell anyone I was doing that. I'm pretty sure I've still got an edit from a show, but again, I think I filmed it on like a GoPro because I, you know, you know what it was like working there. We were there for the week because we'd set up for four days and before the actual show started. Mm. Um and I, I just pretty much had a GoPro on me the whole time. I'd I, I would strap it to my chest or whatever and just have a look through the footage. Um so
0: my last day at Comic-Con was at the London show. Obviously not that one, but... Our last day
1: was together. We had, uh, Remember, we got matching hoodies.
0: I've still got my hoodie.
1: It's really comfy. Yeah, I've still got mine. Our boss thought it was a good time to... Well, we didn't get sacked or anything. Luke moved on to bigger and better things, and uh, I decided to go travelling with my missus. Mm. Um, So we just so happened to both be leaving the company on the same day. Um, And, yeah, we got given these awfully good hoodies that said you yeah, had the Comic-Con logo on the front or whatever it was. I think it was our name in a in certain like, font, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, in, like,
1: wingdings or whatever. Yeah, and then on the back, I, I can't remember what – well, mine said something to do. I can't believe I've moved on from Comic-Con because I want to go travelling or some or something stupid like that.
0: Was it something like, I left Comic-Con to go travelling and all I got was this lousy – That's logo. it. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I got a slightly more disparaging one, but yeah. I don't remember exactly what it said. But yeah, that last day, it suddenly occurred to me, I don't know why I hadn't thought about it before, I should take my camera to these events? Like, And that last show we did, I took my camera and gave it to Tim. He took a load of photos. And um, I, took, um, I took a few and was like, why did I never think about taking photos at these events yeah. before?
1: But yeah, I mean, that's got nothing to do with photography at all, but a uh, fun little story of how yeah. we kind of met, I guess. Yeah, so
0: we used to play D&D, didn't we? See,
1: that, that, that makes me laugh. Like, we're both passionate about photography or film or whatever it might be at that time. Yet yeah, we played Dungeons and Dragons together but mm. didn't know that we liked photography. <laughs> so we, we, I, I guess we, we have somewhat similar interests in music or the music scene, especially from where we live. Um, so we probably spoke about that more. And then obviously you talk about work, don't you? But photography never kind of really got brought up.
0: Yeah, we used to spend lunchtimes playing like two hour D&D sessions and then do some kind of longer ones. I think when you got back from travelling, we had like a massive D&D session
1: Oh yeah cuz I came back didn't
0: I you came back and I Oh went, you came back yeah, as well yeah yeah and we did it and then and we were sat next to each other and then I think and this was so it's those weird little serendipitous moments that you sat next to me and I think you put something on Instagram about us playing D&D and because I saw you doing that I followed you on Instagram because yeah. I saw like but otherwise I probably wouldn't have thought to do that. Then yeah. I saw that you started posting photos on like, you know, pro- proper photos and I started so doing, doing a bit of that. So if it hadn't been for that D&D session, there would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd have never followed you on Instagram. We'd have never probably what a year later, but a year, I think it's about six months after that, epic d session,
1: you, um, you... So thanks, Tim. Appreciate that, Tim. I love that. I've still got... Did you get your photo? It's probably one of the best presents I've ever received. And I can remember my DD character's name. It was Magna Bastarius nice. or, something, or something very similar to that. And, uh, yeah, Tim, who worked at Comic-Con, he was the guy that set it all up. He was the dungeon master, wasn't he? I love
0: Tim.
1: Um, yeah, yeah no, as, I, a, as a gift, I remember he got all of our fictional characters drawn up by one of the artists at, at the show yeah, and gave them to us. I thought that was amazing. It's
0: so good. I've still got mine framed downstairs. And it's, yeah, my name was Noah Vanderhoff, which is <laughs> a name of a character from Wayne's World. <laughs> but it's, I was trying to be clever. He was He was intelligent and like me. So he was like, he knows things. So he is a Noah, <laughs> so I spelled Noah, yeah. A-N-O-W-E-R, I thought I was being really clever and I was yeah. a pro. So- yeah, that's how we kind
1: of connected through that, yeah. I guess. And then I, I guess we both found out that we were into photography and yeah, we, we just started reconnecting, didn't we, through that. It was more focused around the photography rather than anything else.
0: Yeah, and you posted a photo, I posted a photo and you said, oh, that's cool, I'd like a, I'll have a print of that and I said the same about one of yours and you said I remember messaging you I remember feeling quite nervous as well you said oh you can post it to me and I was like maybe we could meet for a coffee (laughs) maybe my friend and and then um uh then the whole lockdown
1: happened so never happened yeah that went tits up didn't it but that yeah I think but that I remember the print that you wanted to buy because it was I think it was one of the first that I'd posted that was film rather than digital because that I remember at, no sorry we yeah. were gonna swap sorry mate it wasn't that good um but yeah because I was shooting digital or just messing around with videos mm. um and yeah I know I know it sounds cheesy but when I, I remember getting a GoPro And I was just filming loads of skating. Then I was taking the GoPro. I took the GoPro traveling with me and I made just cheesy little videos from that. And then I had some friends at the time. um, I'll probably do another video. We can do another podcast. Shout out to Inspirations, I guess. But one of my friends was really into photography at the time. um, Still is now. Has some amazing work. A couple of friends. um, Which inspired me to start shooting film again. Because I hadn't done it in so long. And I didn't know as much as I know now, again, like, like you said, it was just more point and shoot cameras and somewhat experimenting with film stocks, but not, not knowing how the camera kind of, or each camera operated individually. Um, and then, yeah, like, us so all, we just, I just got the bug, you know, I just wanted to go out to take photos to learn from that. Mm. Um, do you know what as well talking about people?
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll probably do a whole episode or, two on it but like uh Paul Hughes our who, friend Paul <laughs> yeah who is an amazing photographer and it's it's all he's ever done you know he did phot- photography at college and then he just has always worked as a photographer and he's amazing and I saw him probably about six months after I'd started taking quite a lot of photos on this little Rico 35 mm I think I was playing a gig and he happened to be there and he was like, Oh, I've seen you posting all these photos on Instagram. They're amazing. And I was like, Oh no, they're not. They're terrible. <laughs> he was like, no, no, they're, they're really inspiring. How are you doing it? And I was like, I couldn't believe he was asking me. Cause I was like, you're, you know, you're my mate, but also you're, you know, look up to you as a photographer. So I was like, Oh, just have this little, 35 mil camera i take everywhere with me so it's um you know it's just always sort of just snapping away really i didn't realize they were any good and then i sort of (laughs) started looking at them a little bit differently and thinking oh maybe they were right and then begins the slow descent into overthinking everything and thinking
1: everything you're taking
0: is kind of rubbish Um, i was saying to you
1: the other day wasn't i about i went out to take one type of photo so i could learn from it and I just forget. So you end up going out and taking photos. But I don't know, lockdown's kind of really affected how I would take a photo. But I feel like it's pros and cons, like the pros that I've learned how to use the cameras. I've got a lot more, but not necessarily in a way that I'd want to shoot them. So, you know, I've gone out and take, I just take my camera everywhere with me if I go on a walk or something, which is there's not a lot else I can really do. It's not like we can go exploring around town, is it? Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I'd I'd say the same, like the lockdowns had a, I can go for a walk. So, you know, I can go out and take photos and I enjoy just lining a shot up. The more I take photos, the more I enjoy taking them, I guess, in terms of what can you get into in photography, you can get into taking photos or getting really into like the gear and technical side of things. So I should say it this way around, the less often I go out and take photos, the more I start thinking, hmm, maybe I need a new camera, yes. maybe I need to buy a new lens or whatever. And then you realise, well, no, I don't just need to go out and take photos more often. Oh, but if I had that new lens, I'd have more of a like impetus to go out and do some slightly different photographs with a slightly wider lens or whatever. It's rubbish. I, I definitely like I'd be totally honest like I enjoy going out and taking photos more with a little rangefinder because I like the way they look. I think they look cool. I don't like taking a DSLR everywhere with me because A it's heavy but B um, I don't like the way they look and I know yeah. that's a really like rubbish posery thing to say but it's it's kind of true. You're a hipster photographer then? yeah totally <laughs> but it does make me think it doesn't matter what the uh inspiration to go out and take a photo is if it makes you go out and take photos then it's okay so I've got a little shelf with all my cameras on and I look at them and go oh I love that camera it looks so cool and I grab it and think I'm gonna go for a walk so go out and take some photos and half the time you just delete them all and sometimes you take a really cool shot
1: that's the beauty of it as well isn't it like you can get inspired in different ways on a daily basis and I think definitely since we've started front as well we can see different ways of working and you know from the community side I've been inspired by the things that we get to see which which is wicked Mm. Um, because for me I you know like you I didn't know anything about street photography I just wanted to go out and take photos and I lived in town so I walked around and took photos and then I then I got into, you know, I wanted to try and capture something that was happening and I didn't care about the light or composition or anything. I just wanted to capture that moment, which, which is cool. But then I looked back at those photos and I realized that they weren't great photos because I took it in the shade or I didn't have the right settings on my camera. And then I that so then you kind of naturally learn yourself about how to take a better photo, which you know is completely opinionated anyway. But I started thinking about the lighting more or what settings I'm using or, you know, how to set up the camera more, what film stock to use and stuff like that, or what I'd prefer, if, if it looked better in black and white or colour, and all those things go through your head. And then I'd get home and I'd start watching YouTube videos. And I remember I was, I was actually watching a skate video from a YouTuber called John Hill, who's, who's a wicked skateboarder. And he collaborated on a video with Willem Verbeek or Verbeck or however you pronounce his name. And I was like, oh, he seems pretty cool. And that's how I discovered Willem. And then from his channel, he obviously connects with like Corey and Matt Day and Joe Greer and stuff like that. So then it kind of obviously they're they're huge photographers, especially influencers on, on YouTube and stuff like that. So I had hours and hours and hours of videos to watch. And I got to slowly suck it into that kind of circle of learning. Um, and then from those videos, I'd find other photographers. Um, yeah. Um, Madison Beach being one of them, Bray being one of them, Sophia being one of them. And all of a sudden, every day of the week, there was probably a new video dropping that I could watch from a photographer that I looked up to. Yeah. Um, and, th- and then I discovered Jason Lee, obviously, a lot of you might know him through photography but I know him from being a professional skateboarder from the day I started skateboarding. Um, so to find out that he did photography was awesome. I felt like there was that relationship, unspoken relationship, not that I'm friends with him. Yeah. But you know, do you know what I mean? It, there was inspiration there, which, yeah. you know, how deep do you wanna go down the rabbit hole? My
0: brother bought me a book when I first got a camera that's called Street Photography Now. Just kind of like loads of classic street photography images. And I remember looking at it at the time and being like quite interested in it, but didn't really sort of fully absorb it. And then like, I looked at it again recently and was like, this is such a cool book. It's really interesting. And I remember looking at it again a couple of years ago when I started sort of picking up the camera a lot more and uh, sort of trying to find some of the people who uh, featured in it, some of them more of their work and looking on Instagram and then I suddenly discovered, oh, you know, like I can find all these other street photographers, you know, through hashtags and stuff like that. And I thought, i to like, be honest, I saw a lot of street photography work and thought, what is this? Yeah. This is just going out and taking a photo in the, in the street. Like
1: she so something- didn't really understand it? Because you wasn't kind of studying it,
0: I didn't think it was very good. Like not in not the whole concept of it. I just thought a lot of stuff that I was seeing. I was it was a total like, well, I could do that, and I had my camera with me for work reasons. So I just went out, drove to a nearby town, and literally just walked up and down the street, just going, "Well, that'll do. That'll do. Here's a road sign. Oh, look, there's someone walking past, and like." Now I look back at them and I'm like, well, yeah, there's nothing interesting about those images. But from that, I found Sean Tucker and was like, right, that's yep. that's it. That's that's how to do it.
1: And I love it. Well, I remember we, when we when we started talking about photography, we both knew who Sean Tucker was. That, that was one of the first things we actually spoke about, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I think I might have sent you a link to one of his videos and you were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to meet him in a month or whatever it was,
0: do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, because I was going to his gallery thing, and I did, yeah, I met him um, briefly, which was really cool, but like, I really, really loved and love his work, and I love what he's doing now, how he's kind of progressed from that classic, you know, light and shade thing that he was doing. Um, but it was a very cool thing to see, and to go, oh wow, that's something to like, aspire you know it's a long way down the line but it's that's something to aspire to that is amazing work and that's somebody who goes out probably every day taking photos and really refining how he works and seeing like shots and all that kind of thing um and that really really got me into it and like looking at again it's really boring but like what equipment does he use and all that sort of thing but then finding other people. And so there's a guy called Tatsuo Suzuki and his thing is like, buy a Riko GR2, put it in auto mode and so you don't have to worry about anything and just start taking photos and don't worry about the quality and anything like that. And I was like, that's a totally kind of different way of looking at it, but kind of made me think, oh, you just need to do whatever works for you. And that's why little camera, I want to shoot on film again. A little camera I can just stick in my pocket and take everywhere with me. That's what I need. And bought this little 15 quid camera, bought rolls and rolls of cheap Colour Plus for like four quid or whatever, and just started shooting all the time again.
1: So I didn't start watching Sean Tucker videos until I'd already bought the Ricoh GR2. And I only bought the Ricoh GR2 off the back of a friend's recommendation. And one of my friends, he's, he's a wicked photographer, predominantly just like a lot of skateboard photography. I remember seeing him at the pub and I was like, what camera are you You know, what camera you using at the moment, mate? You know, like what, what gear you got? Mm-hmm. And he pulled it out of his pocket and I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And he, and he stood there and he showed me through the camera, like some of the features it had. Um, and I was hooked, I was sold. I was like, yep. Yeah. And when I was... Doing some research on it that's when i found sean tucker it's weird though because when you think about how how kind of your photography path can take sudden u-turns in the road but you're still kind of learning from it because i remember i was just like well i've got a recap i'm going to go out and take as many street photos as i can and i remember saying to you I was, I was setting a challenge every lunch of going out and trying to take at least one photo i was somewhat happy with mm. And like i said not every day it worked, but it was always fun to go out and try and take a photo think about the photo i'm taking but with street photography you have to be a little bit quicker on your feet don't you you don't want to miss a moment necessarily but i only shot manual because i didn't care about at the time I i wanted to learn do you know what i mean it wasn't about trying to take the best photo it was about learning how to use the camera and use manual setup so then when i started shooting a lot more on film again I understood how to use the camera. I just had to, well, I had to learn how to use the camera, but I understood what I needed to do to, to, to take a good photo.
0: Weirdly, I've never shot anything other than manual because of that Leica. It did have like an aperture priority setting, but I didn't understand what that was. But I knew if I set it on M, I'd set my ISO. Looking through it because it had a pretty easy to understand light meter if I turned the aperture ring, the dial went up and down to tell me what shutter speed I should be on. So I was like, well, that was easy. So just bounce, So just put it to the right thing and just take loads of really perfectly exposed photos. Um, and that was it. So when, I've, when I started shooting like digital and I still don't really understand how to shoot in like aperture priority or shutter priority because i tried to do it last night in the dark and i couldn't get it to work properly i was like i'll just go back to fully manual Mm. um but did you think because and again do you think the gr2 looked cool i
1: thought it was the dopest looking thing i'd ever seen i thought it was slick i I loved it what appealed to me with the rico is the pure size of it and how powerful it was for the size right did you did you not like the look
0: still don't i think they look terrible i think they look <laughs> i don't know what it is i think i've warmed to it a bit more since paul showed me the gr whatever it was called that he's got the original like 35 mil version and i was like oh, okay this kind of looks cool There's something about the aesthetics of it because i was going to buy one and then was like no i'm buying a x pro 2 because they look way cooler but now i've got a gr2 just because there was one going really cheap and i do take it it's like kind of always in my coat pocket still don't really like the way it looks i don't particularly like the way it functions but i like the way it takes decent
1: photos so it doesn't really look like a camera in a lot of ways i, I completely get that but i feel like the more you use it you realize how powerful they are for for the size they are but then i think about that so i've got i've got a ricoh i've got a tiny little olympus 35 dc or whatever it's called and then i've just bought the rb67 size comparison i couldn't get a lot bigger unless i went up to large format or the smallest little point and shoot digital camera you can imagine but again even the rb67 is 100 manual so so i love it that's been a a real learning curve using that recently
0: maybe we should go out one day i'll take my 110 baby diana it's about <laughs> and you can take the mamia on however you say it and i'll um see we'll compare mm. 110 film versus 120 yeah they sound like they should be quite close in size don't they
1: yeah fact- well, we'll see maybe we can do another well maybe we could do a video yeah, a comparison video little photo walk Well, I I guess that's a good time to say that we are actually building a YouTube channel. So yeah, stay tuned for more videos. We're we're not going to just do podcasts. We're we're going to continue to do podcasts. We'll we'll be interviewing some of our ambassadors.
0: There'll be other videos coming out, like whatever weird ideas we have. And when we're not in lockdown anymore, we we can go out and make videos of us. And they'll be about as interesting as this has been, maybe. Yeah.
1: And I'm not too sure when you're going to be listening to this or watching this, but the website will be going live in May.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and if you aren't, sign up for the mailing list because I've, I'm have i in the process of writing an email. Imagine that. To so all the people who signed up for the mailing list and uh, with a bit of an update so of what we're doing. So if you want a slightly longer update of what we're
1: doing then get on the mailing list and it might be worth I don't know if we can say but we are 99.9% sure that if you are registered on the mailing list before the front website launches there will be some kind of gift to you
0: it's not like a physical thing an offer
1: an offer should we say yeah that you'll only get through the mailing list so it's worth signing up for for that yeah and that's on our website which is front.photography and obviously you can always follow us on our instagram which is front.photography underscore always send us a message on there and ask questions tag us in your photos use our hashtag front photography and yeah if you are registered to our mailing list then yeah you can always drop us an email and we yeah we'll try and share your work as much as we can cool
0: all right that'll do
1: That'll do. Are we yeah. done? Done, done yeah. for this episode? Yeah. Well done. Well, I've got a list of other things to talk about, but we didn't even get onto them. Tune in next time. Bye. <laughs> and it time. Sorry, mate. Someone's up my door. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> Hang on, two seconds. Is that someone at the door, Vicky?